0: back triumphantly, beautifully, ready to roll. Number 63, Bailey and Harper, we have returned. Robert Harper, what's up, buddy?
1: What's up, KB? Um, it's after dark. I'm uh, grinding. I don't think I slept the last three or four days, and, but I'm ready to go. Same,
0: bro. bro. Same. We're on the same level. This is going to be a good episode. So, number 63. Let's do the obligatories. Uh, best to ever wear 63. You want it? You want me to do it?
1: Oh, you never offer to go first.
0: Oh, I never offer to go first.
1: Come on, now. I got to hear this now, Go,
0: Gene Upshaw. (laughs) Oh, that was my guy. Was he your guy? I knew it. Yeah, yeah. I love that. It's okay. Go ahead. Give him his allas. No, I mean, just. And I'll just agree. Played for the Raiders, former uh, executive director of the NFLPA. Guy, you know better than I do.
1: Yeah, they named benefits after him. He's, uh, I mean, he is, he's one of the greatest of all time. I mean, his effect on the NFL, you could go on and on and on, not just as a player. Which they called him Highway 63. I didn't even know that Uh, as a player. I only knew him as the NFL PA leader. Like he's the one that helped formulate all of that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So (laughs) that's that is how you recognize that name. You didn't even realize that you know he was a two-time Super Bowl winner. He went to six Pro Bowls. He was a three-time All First Team uh, NFL selection. So um, All Pro selection. So you know, you he was a great, great, great. Football player before he was ever um, a great um, player, director, um, whatever he was of us too, the president as well. So, you know, another cool thing, though, is that a lot of the players, as we started to get older, of course, everybody hates. Right. Right. They would always like, oh, well, Gene was so friendly with the owners, the deals that they were usually struck because, you know, you didn't have all this all this crazy stuff like you have now, all this bargaining. Bro, Gene and the, and the owners just went in, they got it done, and they shake hands like, all right, we out. It was just what it was. yeah. And so now it's a much, much bigger process, a much, much bigger deal. And people just say, like, man, Gene just, you know, go in there and give whatever the owners want. And now looking back on it, I think the players fought and did more for themselves as a group then way more than what guys would be willing to sacrifice now for um, and that is because the money is way more lucrative. Guys are all about the dollar now. Uh, they're not willing to sacrifice for the greater amount of everybody. Just knowing, you know, some of these quarterbacks, bro, they're not missing that $40 million check. They're like, bro, man, y'all straight. Like, you know what I mean? Because like, they're not. So um, shout out to Gene. I'm sorry I went on that tangent. No, no,
0: no, you're good. I told you I didn't slip in three I, days. I know. I got you. I have one more for you, just as an honorary, honorable mention. Y.A. tittle i looked at him too right dude was a baller back in the day he was and i forgot he did he was. everything I, I mean not that i ever watched Y.A. tittle play but uh, who I could did...
1: wait what i mean how old is he who could who it, could well, watch
0: he, he died like five years ago oh. uh 90 years old so you do the math on that yeah yeah I'll 1927 pass. i think no, I was uh i not around then, <laughs> but no he he won uh one he he wore 63 for a minute as a quarterback, which is cool. So there you go. Why, a Tittle, but really Gene Upshaw for episode 63. Dude, uh, speaking of quarterbacks, we were just talking about it. How about this Brett Favre thing? Brett Favre already had to pay back $1.1 $1. $1 million to the state of Mississippi for p- speeches that he never gave. So he, already's in, he already is in hot water for that a while back. And now text Hold on, messages, hold on,
1: hold on. How did. Oh, that's from the P. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah p, and the p, the p, and now
0: text messages drop and a f- whole investigative report where Brett is having a text conversation with the head of a non-profit and he's basically like yes yeah, so the media is not gonna find out that i'm taking this money and she's like no nah, everything's okay the governor's on board and he's like sweet as long as the media doesn't find out i was <laughs> like bro and, and somehow that's still only the second worst text message that brett Favre has ever sent right <laughs> um and i'm sure i'm the first person to tell that joke th- today but nah, really i mean brett Favre, dude shannon sharp eviscerated he did brett he ethered Favre today. Him today. he let him have it i played it twice on the air on my show but uh Yeah, man, you know, I don't know.
1: I don't know Brett Favre personally, but I just know um, what has happened. Look, he's gotten his hand caught in the cookie jar multiple times. Right. Um, And it is unfortunate, you know, for, you know, and look, he's not the only one that took money during these PPP. Okay, a lot of these like the Lakers got quite a few million dollars. They did give it back. Because they knew how much – they looked at it around like, dude, I
0: thought everybody was just getting it. But that's because because we found out. Yeah, exactly. There's a whole lot of people. There's a whole lot of L.A. Lakers is out there yeah, that yeah, got yeah. money that we didn't find out about. Yeah. And they just kept it. So,
1: it was unfortunate. But, yes, all that stuff did happen. He was not the only one. And, Brett, man, it's – I mean, it's just got to be better, bro. Got to be better.
0: You know what? You are consistent in taking the very noble position of if I don't know you, I'm not going to shit on you. So, I, I try not to. No, no, no. no. I respect. I've always liked that about you because I'm, I'm more or less the same way in that I will. I'd rather say it to your face. Right, yes. Than just you know. No, be- yeah,
1: but I'm I'm from the vein of Kyle. You know, once somebody shows me who they are, I believe it. Sure, absolutely. Like that's just who I am. Right. Until you change my mind, then that's just who you are.
0: But with guys like Brett Favre, you know, and, and I'm just and I'm this. all
1: I'm forever thankful for Brett Favre. Forever thankful. I bet you are. Yeah, he
0: threw that yeah I bet you that are. interception yes, I bet you in are.
1: in New Orleans when he was at Minnesota <laughs> to send us to the Super Bowl because they had the kick, they were in field goal range, and he rolled out and threw back left. My boy Tracy Porter, uh, let me get that. So I'm forever grateful for Brett Favre. So I know everybody else is going to be mad and angry and whatever about him. But I'm like, Egh. I mean, he kind
0: of helped me win a Super Bowl. Yep, yep, big time. Yeah, he really so. did. That was clutch. Brett Favre is clutch in your career. I just think it's funny because, like, there are certain dudes where – and I'm with you 100%. But it's like with anything or anybody else – Once you hear enough people say that, and it's people that are credible, people whose opinion you trust, start to believe it. You got to believe it. That's that's the problem for him, and people like it's a problem for Urban Meyer, right? For instance, like enough people think a certain way about Urban Meyer at this point that that's kind of the majority opinion of Urban Meyer, even if you don't know him. Yeah. Um, But anyway, it's just crazy that like to take it a different direction. The only reason we know about this story is because Brett Favre's attached to it. But this is massive defrauding of the state of Mississippi. Yes. This is like seventy seven to eighty. Mississippi they watered not even right. Poor state in America.
1: Dude, and this And I don't sure. think it's gonna be right for a while. And, and,
0: <laughs> and the thing is, Brett Favre or somebody it appears associated with Brett Favre, or all of the above, thought, you know what, we should take five million dollars from the poorest of the poor state poorest <laughs> state in America to build a volleyball stadium. That's mind boggling. Like that, that, that doesn't even begin to make sense to me. And apparently, Brent Favre's daughter, when she was there, she's no longer an active player. She only played for two seasons, I think, two. And it's like, bro, you're a pretty prominent alum there. Uh, I think somebody, and, you know, it's not a, I'm not watching somebody else's pockets, but everybody knows how much money you made in the NFL.
1: Yeah. You made
0: $138 million. When I think nobody was grade. making $100 million. Right. So, like, you got a lot of – you got copper fit endorsements. Like, you got a whole lot of stuff going on. He still is, yeah. So, he's... why are you siphoning money from the poorest people in your home state to build a volleyball stadium, if that is, in fact, what took place?
1: Because he can, Kyle. Because he could. That's some shady –
0: Unethical. It's it's just more people out there like that than we shit, think dude. about, and right. you
1: know, what I mean, it's just un, I mean, not unfortunate. It's just true yeah. that Brett Favre got caught again with his hand in the cookie yeah. jar again. about uh, yeah with the same situation again. And again. So, uh, look, I, I wish him the best. I hope he continues to learn from his mistakes. Wild dude, and um, he is wild dude. Plus, they ain't
0: tearing the building down, <laughs> <laughs> and they're not kicking him out of the Hall of Fame. No, he's OJ's in. still in the Hall of Fame, dude. If They ain't kicking OJ out. They're not kicking Brett Favre out. So what's anybody gonna say about it? Hey man, OJ went to jail. He served his time. Hey, dude. look, that's not. all The point's the point, though. <laughs> yeah, it <yeah>, is <that's> true. <laughs> he's it's still true. in. They're not kicking Brett out. So everything's true. good, um, in that sense. So, dude, I all right. Let's let's talk about some college football over the please, weekend. Please, okay, yeah. Let's do right. that real quick. How it, was Austin?
1: Austin was amazing. Um, I stayed in a nice hotel. Uh, it was. It was cool vibes. Austin is a good little vibe there, and um, the game itself. So Kyle, I had the best experience because I was there for the pregame. I got to see Bevo walk in. I did an interview in front How of cool Bevo. Was it was really cool. Just you know, look, man. Me and my, I was on Marty. I had to do a thing with Marty and McGee, and so they're like, "Roman, you got Bevo back there." I said, "Bevo is the most taken care person in this stadium, bro. He's got shade. He has Mister, a fan." Keep him cool. He's got people wiping off his coat all the time. He has his own personal scooper. Like somebody's back there scooping. They were like, dude, do you think they put that on their resume to get a job? I said, absolutely. 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 That is like interned at Google, pooper scooper for Bevo. It's like right there at the top. 1A, 1B. It's right there. Like They were like 1,000%. Google gets like a slight edge.
0: That's it.
1: That's it. Being like a name brand. Only because Austin's become a lot more techie is what I heard. Yeah, but to your point, though, like, they take
0: great pride in that stuff. They do. I mean. <laughs> it's huge. They do. So,
1: another thing I learned, Kyle, was that, first of all, the stadium was packed. I rolled over there with my former teammate, Fozzie Whitaker, because he works for the Longhorn Network. Fozzie. Yeah, so I had to do a couple things with them. And so, as I roll over, he was like, we saw the student line, because I guess the student line kind of gets in for free. They just got to get there a certain time. Yeah. They said the line started, like, last night. This line was forever. And this was like 12 o'clock kickoff, noon kickoff, right? Right. Eleven o'clock their time. So we're rolling through, Kyle, and I'm like, man, there's a lot of people. They let the students all in like two or three hours before the game. They was just all in there, packed to the brim. Then next you know, the rest of the state of Texas came there too. (laughs) And it was jam-packed in there. And you can wear you can wear leather, you can wear anything at a Texas game. As long as you have one of these three things. Number one, a hat, a cowboy hat. Got to have a hat. All right. They'll they'll accept truckers too probably, but mostly a cowboy hat. Yep. You can get in wearing anything if you got a cowboy hat on top of it. Sure. Cowboy boots. You got a pair of boots on, you can do whatever you want with that one too. You can wear skirts, you can wear dresses, you can wear jeans, you can wear jorts, you can wear cutoffs, you can do anything you want if you got boots and a hat. That's like the – Yeah. And lastly – if it's burnt orange, you can get that one in too. So those are the three things that I saw. It was like you know what you can get in if yeah. this is it, and you can style it up however you want. It's some jazzy black women out there too in Austin that was doing their thing. So it was really cool to see uh, was a that different your first uh, Austin experience. It's my first Austin experience. I'd never been there, so it was a really really cool experience to see all of that. Then like the crowd was ready. Oh, also Governor Abbott rolled through. Boom, fresh pair of boots on, very clean. All right, Governor Abbott rolls through with his, his uh, uh, I would definitely call them his uh, security. Was, was security. Yeah, it was rolling through. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so they rolled through. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing my pregame hit. Next to you know, I didn't know I was on TV, so it looked freaking crazy. I mean, everybody thought it was great TV, though, because... I called my boy T.O. over. T.O. walks oh, in. Oh, I saw you. I saw your story. <laughs> so, That's funny. So, walks in, boom, do a thing with him. The game kicks off. It was a good game. Um, I I knew – being there, it was a hornet's nest. I was inside the lions then. Everybody on the outside that just watched it. And so I left after a quarter and a half. I left. Right. Got on a flight, came back. I didn't watch the game until I watched it on my iPad. So I didn't get all the emotions and da da da. I understand the bad play from the penalties and things like that. But yeah. overall I thought it was a Alabama lost that game last year to Texas A and M. They yeah. won it this year. Yeah.
0: So the team got better. I hope they also learn from that as well. Um I was just saying this yesterday that like Georgia is the best team in the country right now, um, obviously. They I look, agree. They look the part. Well, you want me to tell you why? Well, hold on real quick. Because yeah. what I, what I, the comment I made yesterday was, you know, I think it was like Georgia and Alabama, and then there's a step down. People were like, are you sure Alabama belongs in that in that stage?" I was like, no, actually I'm not. Um, but I'm giving Saban the benefit of the doubt that he's got Bryce Young and he's got some talent. Mm-hmm. But, like – they might not be. And then again, it's we're in week three. I mean, Georgia might not be as good as we think, or they might stumble more is more likely to happen or better way to put it. So mm-hmm. all I know is they look ridiculous, um, and I think they're probably going to stomp a mud hole in South Carolina this weekend. Uh, oh, yes. I think that's probably going to so, happen. So
1: the, the biggest thing, the biggest reason, all right, I, all right, number one, Georgia is the best team in the country right now. Um, and the reason why is because they're the, they're just more complete right now. They're better. I think other teams will still have a chance. Yeah. And we still haven't seen this Georgia team. They're still not firing on all cylinders. They're not. They're not running the ball great consistently. Uh, Stetson Bennett was off this past weekend. He was a little high on most of his throws. Defensively, of course, they're still Georgia. Like They're just bigger and more athletic. I, I barely even watched that side because they just would destroy Sanford. Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah, not yeah, worried. Yeah. I want to see them versus other competition. But South Carolina is not good enough up front to protect them from that Georgia defense. You know what I mean? And so, eventually, Rattler starts to feel this pressure, this ghost pressure is what I like to call it, because it's not really there. Like, he still could maybe step up, climb the pocket, and deliver the throat, but he's always having to scramble, protect himself, because it's people flying at him all the time. Yep. The offensive line's not great. not so, great. And not so, good. you get this constant pressure, and then next you know, it's not as much, but you, you're just used to it. And so, look – you know, it's just really tough making great decisions and stepping up when you know things are happening around you like that. So that's why that. Also, George is so great, Kyle, because Stetson Bennett and the players around him. Those wide, that wide receiver room is legit. The tight end room is even better.
0: Oh yeah, who was that <laughs> monster's name? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. You're
1: uh, talking about uh, Washington, thank Darnell you. Washington. Yes, my goodness. he is big. He's massive. But he's not the best. I mean, Brock no, Bowers is still a boss. Brock Bowers looks small
0: next to him, and Brock Bowers is not a small dude. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what they have at tight end, those two dudes. Yeah. That's, I mean, Stetson Bennett, by the way, um, that kid can play. Let me also, though, go here for a second, because it's going to take me also into something even more interesting. But, okay have they sent you to college station yet have you been to college Station? so
1: i was supposed to go last year we went last year but i didn't
0: go because i went into the hall of fame i respect other people's traditions because i love college football because of the traditions but that midnight yell practice stuff is some of the weirdest shit i've ever seen in my life should i go to it i mean i think you're obligated to go once just to look at it stare at it figure out what it's all about um what time do they finish up? Because I'll be having to work in the morning. I mean, bro, I think they call it midnight yell practice for a reason. Um, I think you're going to have to go late, which sounds <laughs> all the, that much worse to me. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. But, like, the stu- did you see what they said about App State before the game? You no. You haven't seen those midnight – okay, so you haven't seen them. That whole mid- – like, the, where they do the weird rocking and kicking thing and a little weird peacock and chant. Like, I don't get it. It's weird. They um, are
1: kind of cultists is what I hear.
0: It's crazy, man. Like I, re- they got a big stadium with loud people. They love their Aggies. They're passionate. Like no, no, no hate here. That shit's kind of weird, and I don't get it. But like, they were going in on App State. Like you know, we don't even know where the school is. And you know, what's the best four years of a best four years of an App State graduate's life? Like third grade. And, like they do that weird little kick chant thing, and <laughs> it's it's weird, bro. It's it's some of the weirdest stuff I've ever seen. And so it was funny as hell. To then watch App State go in there and not only beat them, but hold them to 14 points a week after they gave up 61 to Carolina at home. Um, that was crazy. And App State's head coach was on with me on Monday on the show, the day or two days later. So Sean Clark was on with me on Monday. We were talking about this. Like, first of all, they didn't really go anywhere, but think about the backbone that program has. Like you can go all the way back to Mac Brown in the in the eighties, but like Jerry. I didn't Moore, know Mac John Mac Brown was that app. Absolutely, was head coach App. It Was his first head coaching job. I, I didn't um, know that. So he was at App State, but then Jerry Moore. This you guy know, well, Mac is a legend in this state. Sure, man, absolutely. <laughs> so um, yeah, and, and then you got Jerry Moore, and then you got Scott Satterfield, and you got Eli Drinkowicz, and now you got Ed Sean Clark. They just keep winning, right? And it's because they've got a backbone in that program, and so. They're a small school. I know that. They're not really relevant in any other sport but football. We all know that. But, like, they keep doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A thousand percent. This is now going to keep doing this. <laughs> yes. And there's two things here. What motivation does any AD have to put Appalachian State on their schedule? What what motivation do you have? Because there's a good chance they're better than you. They're smaller than you. You, you, pr- you still got to probably come – you got to pay them to come play. And, again, there's a good chance that you're going to take a beating or at least a loss. And – Nobody across the nation still going to like, yeah, more and more people now know who App State is. But if you know North Carolina had lost to App State the week before, nationally we'd be like, "Oh, look at the ACC; they suck," right? Except we all around here know, nah. It's actually hard to go to App State and win a football game. Really hard, right? I couldn't
1: believe. it. I'm like, "Why is North Carolina going?" Yeah, to it's a App small State. Stadium, the, the, like forty thousand people. They're gonna be in there, and they're loud. They're and, gonna be in there,
0: and it's a bunch of dudes. That they like, feel they pack that stadium out all the time, though. Oh, Kyle. it's always packed. Like it's one of the it's one of the coolest places <laughs> to go watch a college football game. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> like, so, like, like my cousin
1: said, he's like, "There's nowhere else to go and bring. I
0: said it on the show the other day and I put it on Twitter and I had a bunch of people jump out some people jump at me on this but I was like for the first time in my adult life if I'm the ACC and if this is really all about being the best football conference that you can be I know institutionally they're not on the same level as the ACC schools they're smaller they don't have nearly as much money academically they're not nearly as prestigious blah 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 but if this is about football call them. like why can't they come play with you I mean I because they're beating a lot of you and they're better than half your damn conference right now.
1: They would help. Yeah. I heard you make this point. They're
0: better than half of the I your think conference I text right you afterwards in, and I was like out.
1: Kyle, they're better than like sixty five percent of the ACC in football right anymore. now. Like it
0: bothers I, me, but like it doesn't bother I know. Me. Exactly. Well,
1: it bothers you because it's personal for you right now because Virginia Tech yeah, just took yeah, it yeah, on yeah, the, the like chin it. again. You had to bring it up. bring By ODU. Of course. I mean, you're over here hinting all around it with your emotions, and <laughs> <laughs> hey, we, I, we saw the
0: game, Kyle. Yeah, I'm sorry. You guys lost
1: again. But then beat Boston oh, can I just like give a shout-out, though? Beat
0: Boston College like a drum. Let me tell you this real quick. Don't let Brent Pry find a quarterback because that dude already has that defense tuned up. Like they're coming downhill. They're making tackles. They're hitting people. They look like old Virginia Tech defense already. Don't let that man find a quarterback, because then there'll be a problem.
1: Well, hopefully, because of transfer rule, you can get one a lot sooner. Yeah. So hopefully that does work out. I like when Virginia Tech and everybody's actually good. It makes um, it makes college football better. I've already said that for a long time. I will. Di- can I give a shout out though? Because I watched that Texas A and M game. Yes. And I and I yeah. Go back to that. Go back to that. I didn't watch it on TV. I watched it on tape, like always. Dude, App State got after Texas A&M. Yes, they did. I knew Texas A&M was struggling offensively and that they hadn't been blocking extremely great. Haynes King, quarterback, had not been playing that good. He actually didn't play bad. It was the players around him didn't show up on top of Haynes King and his limitations that time. So all that together with the offense, bro, App State was confident. They came in there with that belief, like we're about to whoop these boys. Yeah, we let we let North Carolina out the gate. I let them out the yard last week. We about to go put it on them. They out hit Texas A and M from the very start of that game. Yep. this kid Jalen McLeod, he's number thirty five. He's an outside linebacker. He's a sophomore. I didn't even know that. I appreciate you, Sebastian, looking that up for me, dude. It was like a three man rush, bro. This dude was getting to the quarterback on three man rushes. Not only that, he beat two people, took the ball from the quarterback, caused a fumble. Dude was wrecking shop. Wrecking shop. App State was, they they played that game. They deserved to win that game. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, AM, you know what? AM got their butts kicked. Yeah. And App State handed it to him. You gotta be honest with yourselves if you're Texas AM. We need to get better in a lot of ways, and a lot of us in here, not just one person. It's a lot. We all got our hands in that one.
0: Yep. Offense, defense, special teams, at least they had a big play, so that was good. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, they're just fun to watch, and I was giggling watching the end of that game. Well, everybody
1: loves that. Look, everybody knows that's the best thing about college football is the upset. Yes. Everybody roots for the upset until it's your team. Yes. That's how everybody feels. You're always happy for the upset until it's your team. Correct. Happened to my team to start the season. <laughs> so uh, to begin, hey, the Alabama's got to play UL Monroe, which they haven't played him since
0: 2007 when they lost. Right, Nick's yeah. first year. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, th- I don't. Com- I'm not calling that. that weekend, I don't it, think that. Marshall it. beat Marshall beat Notre Dame like that drunk. was like that's what I'm saying. Handled them, handled them, dude. How much? How much pressure is on Marcus Freeman right now? At head coach. Well, so somebody pointed out to me earlier that Brian Kelly started one and four and uh, who else? I'm drawing a complete blank. and feel like. I'm yep. Uh, but they else. didn't lose
1: the first three. Okay. Even though his first one was a freaking bowl game. That was unfair.
0: Oh, to, yeah. To count that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's not, you shouldn't count that. I mean, yeah. I guess they're going to. I get they're it. They're going but. to. I get it, but I'm I've saying seen that, like, that bottom. I'm not holding that against him. Me
1: neither. Me uh, neither. Like, I am a little concerned, though, because I watched him the first game. I've watched them. I watched that quarterback last year when he came in. Uh, and I know he's hurt now, so I wonder who they're going to go with. I think
0: they may have to go back to uh, the other kid. Well, it's funny. I was listening to Josh Pate's college football podcast uh, two days ago. I like listening to him. So. Josh is cool. Uh, but he he. I, th- I think he'd read a Notre Dame message board or something, and he was uh, reading it back where somebody had said, uh, quarterback. It was a Notre Dame fan who said, "Quarterback recruiting has been like a bulldozer coming at us two miles an hour over the last four years, <laughs> and it finally caught us and ran us over." And basically, it's like we have no quarterbacks, and that's the thing. Like they got so um, they who do they play this weekend? Stanford. I think it's Stanford. Um, and then they got Carolina the week after, and so Kyle, they're the not explosive on offense nah, at all. I think Carolina's gonna beat them. I thought it was. I
1: thought they were doing that just to just to be against Ohio State. Oh no, they got Kyle this week. week. Okay, okay, yep. appreciate it. And so Smash is coming through twice, no doubt. I mean, we're going to give him a mic at some yeah, point. It's, it's no doubt. So you know, um, but yeah, I watched them, Kyle. They're not explosive, dude. I thought that they were just trying to do that to shorten the game versus Ohio State. But the more I watch them, I'm like, no, they just they just can't do it. No. And and I wrote earlier that the the previous quarterback because he wasn't super efficient throwing the football yet that if he doesn't improve on after this offseason, he could cost him a game or two just in, like, the lack of – look, today's football, man, you got to be able to throw the rock, bro.
0: Got to. You got
1: to be able to throw the rock. If you you can't
0: throw the rock in today's game, you're not going to win all your games. Timeout, pause, hit the stop button for a second. So, since we're talking college football, Sunday I'm in the press box at Bank of America Stadium for the Panthers-Browns game, right? Love it. I was there too. And every – were you? I was at the game. Oh, I know that. So everybody, so we everybody looks up. It's like Halfway. Scott. Fro- everybody looked up. It's like Scott Frost just got fired. Oh, yeah, that and did happen. Pre- yeah, the whole press box was like, hey, Scott Frost just got fired. We're like, what the? F- really? Not that it, the, him getting fired is not shocking. All the they timing. Had was, they had to wait three weeks. Timing they wanted to get it. rid of one of their own dudes so badly that instead of waiting, watching that buyout drop two and a half million dollars per week for three weeks, they're like, nah, we got to cut the cord now. He's got to go. It ain't about the money. They threw $7.5 million just away instead of waiting three weeks because they wanted to just be done with him. That's crazy. He dude, was like, brought back to say He was the dude that was going to save Nebraska football. If Scott Frost can't save Nebraska football, nobody can save Nebraska football. Well, he didn't do it. He's got the worst winning percentage as a head coach at Nebraska since uh nineteen sixty one, I it, think. I mean they one were, of the worst of all time. They've been pretty bad. Is it the worst of all time? One of the worst of oh, all time. One of, I okay. I, I'll double check the, the number. It's
1: but I, uh he it was really bad. I watched that game at the end. I'm like, dude, man, like they couldn't get a stop. They couldn't I mean, you gotta you gotta you're
0: at home. You gotta win that game, period. Absolutely. Well, you gotta way, you gotta win that game. So it says the uh only Bill Jennings who was there in 61, was worse among Husker coaches who stayed on for at least three seasons. Yeah, man, um, it, was, it was rough. He bro. won 16 games in his tenure. It's crazy, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. I didn't think that it would ever be that bad. I didn't think they'd ever be great again. I didn't, but I thought he was I thought – There is
1: was. one way they can be great again, Oh, don't but say it's it. only one. Don't say it. It's only one. Don't say it. They got to sell their soul. Don't you know it. it. No, don't you, say that.
0: You know it. They can't do that. That's the only way. That's not Kyle. the only way, dude. You know how else, I, Kyle? I have a different how else way. are they going to be I great again? Diff- I have a different way. I have I, a different way. I would way. love to hear your way. All right, you ready for this? Yeah. Dave, I- Dave Clawson. Dave Clawson can do that, and you don't have to sell your soul for Urban fucking Meyer <laughs> to go do that. All right. Let's be honest. <laughs> with. Dave Clawson doesn't need four or five star dudes to win at Wake Forest, right? He's had top twenty five teams, nothing but winning seasons. And he's doing it at Wake Forest. And he's doing it at Wake Forest. Wake Forest. You
1: know, I'm going to text
0: that to my, with my Nebraska quarter, guy. quarter of the resources. He doesn't need all your flashy dudes. He knows who can play. He knows how to build a roster. With limited resources, right? And he's done it mm-hmm. consistently at Wake Forest. So, that's my – people keep saying Dave Dorn, who, by the way, is on my show tomorrow. Dave Dorn, NC State, is on my show tomorrow. Um, people keep saying, like, Dave, they asked Dave Dorn about that on Monday at the press conference after they whooped Charleston Southern. Uh-huh. Somebody's like, hey, Dave, Nebraska's open. Do you think they're going to call? And he, he, just, he was on the only thing. He said, look, my name's came up before. I think I heard him talk about yeah, that. he laughed. And he's like, it's week three. I'm, I'm pretty excited to play <laughs> Texas Tech on Saturday. Yeah, it's and, like, uh,
1: like, I'm not talking about that. So. Like, uh, he's like, I understand that names will come up. Like, I get it. But I'm literally.
0: I'm about to go play Texas Tech. I'm about to go play a game. We're like, not going to talk about that for, you know I mean? for a while. You know what I'm saying? Like- yeah. I might say no later. Yes later. Don't know. But I got to text text. <laughs> yeah. Not worried about that. But, yeah, no. If I'm Nebraska, and I, had to put, I said this the other day, I'm going to write Dave Claussen a blank check. And I don't know if he'll take it because, like, they've started building something at Wake Forest. Like, literally, they, they've, they're they building a new practi- or indoor practice facility. They're building new weight rooms. Like, Wake is investing. Um, but, like you like we just talked about, Nebraska has fuck you money to send Scott Frost on his way just because they're tired of him. Um, yeah, then they can give Dave Clawson what he needs to you know restore Wake for Wake Forest Nebraska football, and maybe I'm off on this, but I I think it would be the most sensible thing they could do. Like I can't. I, Matt Campbell at Iowa State has come up, um, and I've heard, I I like, like him too. I don't. Is that the job he's holding out for though? Because I don't think it, it is.
1: Think about this though. I I would also say, well, I mean, yeah, I to go from Iowa State to Nebraska seems like alabama to mississippi is, am i close to that is that is that a close what's that uh going from iowa iowa state to
0: okay to nebraska to nebraska is it's that like, like
1: going from like alabama to mississippi it seems like it's pretty close like in, ter- in like in terms in of, terms ge- of oh, like oh, geography not only geography I just like attitude caliber program no 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 like attitude like 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 attitude i in the fact, that, like the people, I guess the fans.
0: Oh, oh, oh. Um,
1: I don't know Iowa City, Iowa State so like I've that because Iowa State is in Iowa City, right? A, no, it's in
0: Ames, it's Ames. Ames, Ames. Iowa. So I was actually there back in 2016, calling a basketball game. I was. I did, so you've I, been there. I've never oh, been. Oh yeah, so I was doing some play-by-play for the Citadel in South Looks Carolina. Looks cold. And so we had a road trip from Stetson to Iowa State to Arizona State. So I went to Ames. That's one of the weirdest places I've ever been in my life. Uh, anybody out there from Ames, all due respect, like they still had like. With a, all
1: due respect. Bro, they still have. With like all a, due respect. Like it's weird. A, they
0: have a mom and pop video store next to a um, uh, CC's Pizza in Ames, Iowa. CC's like, that ain't, was a hot spot, ain't terrible. Right? Now, CC's ain't terrible. It, CC's can be clutch. I'm not I'm just yeah. but like. All you can like eat like too, right? Spot. Still all you can eat. But seriously, though, they had a mom and pop video store, like a blockbuster. In 2016, and I didn't even know how. Like, I didn't know how to respond to that. Like, I'd never, I hadn't seen one in a long time. Cats so, out there renting DVDs yeah, still, huh? Bro, but I tell you what, they love their basketball program and their football stadium. They do. Their football stadium has like this Terminator-sized John Deere tractor outside of it, <laughs> and it's hilarious, dude. Like, it's just a bunch of farmers up there. Right. It,
1: that's why I think of, like, you know, Iowa, Nebraska. I was thinking, like, so it is kind yeah, okay. of, yeah, a
0: bunch of corn-fed sons of bitches up there. Yeah, maybe.
1: I. I've never been up there. I, that would be so intriguing for me to go one it time. It was
0: an interesting experience. Hopefully, been up there. you
1: know, as they expand the playoffs in college, maybe, you know, they, they get a home game in the playoffs when y'all get to go up there. Other than that, I don't see why I would be in Ames. But
0: uh, Yeah, I don't see myself going back. I mean, I wouldn't like, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing that ever happened to me. But it I on the bucket list. I don't I I have a reason to go back at any point. All right, you mentioned but, it. Let's, let's go ahead and finish it off. Let's
1: put a let's put a spike in this thing. What's up? The Sunday weekend with the Browns and the Panthers.
0: Oh uh, bro, you can make me do this again. No, no, no. I mean, we don't kidding. have I'm to. Just I'm just kidding.
1: I mean, it was other it was I mean, look, I all you know how I am right now, Kyle. I only go by my fantasy team, bro. And so I know who balled off of that. I know who didn't. Unfortunately, the Cowboys again, injuries, they not gonna be who they we all thought they were. Dax down. They didn't look good when he was in. Um the Giants got a – did you hear – I heard about the guy that cried on the radio. Oh, dude. From man. the Giants. Come on, man.
0: The Giants radio. I heard did you hear that. Corey Miller on today? No. Did he roast him? Oh, roasted him. Absolutely <laughs> roasted him. He's like, what are we doing? We don't cry over football games. We don't cry over sports. No doubt. Oh, no Corey, doubt. Like, Corey's just lighting into it. No him. doubt. And, hey, I, and I'm just right there with him. He I'm is like, – there's no damn doubt. Like, and I know there's some dudes out in my audience here that's like, what do you, what do you mean I can't cry over sports? They we're like, don't do that. Don't cry over sports.
1: Not like, supposed to, man. Like, I, Especially and, if, Football, like I get it. If like your team wins and like you're emotional, right, right that's right. fine. That's okay. Let's you're right. Let's like, elaborate. I, but like, still though, like he kind of does this for a living. He's a professional. Okay, sure. So when you become when you cross over that, you got to understand. Sometimes you got to take the emotion out of it.
0: Well, I get that. I get that. But like, but are
1: you that much of a fan that you're on the radio and you're crying The
0: Only the only after scenario, week one, right. Week one, man. Like that—that's nonsense. I ain't saying like it's different. Like that, you win the Super that, Bowl. That's either fake. <laughs> you, you either drum this up for like you know some viral video shit because it worked, or you need some help. Like that's you got some things to address over a week one football game, man. Come on, dude. Look, like, man. Look, Kyle. I
1: was just in Arkansas, week one. We're in Arkansas. I went over to Ryan McGee with Ryan McGee. He was talking to this journalism class. He was going to like talk to the class. You know, answering questions. I was like, dude, I'd love to go to a class. Like, I haven't been to a class in, like, forever. Can I come listen? It does like, sound like fun. He's like, yeah, dude, come on. Like, me, and he loves hanging – me and him love hanging out together. So – because we're always, like, learning from each other. I'm always asking him questions. He's always asking me tons of questions. Because he's never <laughs> been in a locker room. He's like, dude, I just think it's the coolest thing ever, bro. You just you – just, it's just – you just have this, this vast knowledge of just stuff nobody – most people have never seen before. And um, he's like, for you, it's just every day. So he's got a ton of questions. So I'm going to listen to him talk to this class. And it's literally, we're giving all these things. First of all, I don't think the teacher, the teacher like pushed back on like literally everything McGee said. Are you serious? Everything. McGee was like, bro, I think that dude fucking hated me or something. Like, I don't fucking know. (laughs) He's like, 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 I think this guy fucking hated me or something. Like literally everything he said, he pushed back. Literally every single thing. And uh, it was funny to see that. But, and he agreed with me. And I thought he was going to freaking launch into me. But he didn't, he, he left me alone. He didn't say anything to me when I was like, because they were asking like, how did they build up their platform or this or this, you know, some of their their pods or any of these other things. Or even there's some of their like news TV stuff. I was like, I said, man, I hate to say it, man, but you know, uh, what is it called? Shock jock uh, statements, like uh, yeah. like big big stuff. Yeah, hot take bullshit. Hot, take, hot takes, they work. I don't know why, but people like this guy we've never
0: heard about him. If he was just great job, Giants, really yeah. proud of you, great win. Well, no, no, I know who the Sean Barash f- was because he is a he's a radio producer for CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he's unknown. I apologize for that. If okay, I offended. no, but I'm just to your point though, like
1: And I said that in the class too, Kyle. And yeah. and McGee was like, hates that. McGee's like, look, no, I still like the purification to be able to tell the story. Because some of us still, you look back in time, somebody still is looking it up like to tell the story, not just the, oh, the big wow, but the why behind it right, too. Right, right, right. And the t—the te- teacher was like, nah, he kind of likes what I was at. <laughs> and he was like, damn, even that part, you're the teacher, bro. You're supposed to be teaching. <laughs> but anyways, finish your story. No, dude, nothing, nothing, nothing. The, yeah, so it was, that was that. And so I told McGee, I said, look, dude, anytime you go to any class, I'm coming with you the rest of the year. He's like, okay. So we're going to, if we go in different classes and different campuses, I'll I'll make sure I bring the story back.
0: That's okay. That's cool, man. (laughs) Ryan McGee's a funny guy.
1: He's funny. So he has the perfect accent. Him and your boy, Marty, uh, Virginia boy. Oh,
0: they they got got a good thing.
1: Make it so bad, every other channel or news thing is trying to get something similar to them. They're like the secret sauce. It's just, you know, like nobody else can do
0: it. Like they try everything else is a knockoff. Everything else is a knockoff. Everything else is a knockoff. Everything
1: else is a knockoff. And you know, again, it's that (laughs)
0: whole you know, flatter. What is it? The the, the, the whatever. I can't even think of what that phrase means. the Purest form of flattery. Uh, Yeah, you get what I'm saying. Thank you. Imitation is that's Sebastian coming through again. Um, But yeah, dude. Like there, it's funny to watch people do that, and it's like. We know what spawned it. We know where it's coming from. Right. They just, they have a good thing. They, 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 they
1: do. Do you know the crazy thing is that Ryan McGee got hired and brought into ESPN because he was like the only person that knew about NASCAR when nobody knew anything about NASCAR? Sure. And so they bring him in just to like, okay. And then it, it kept blowing up like, hey, we need to do a show. So you're the only guy that we have in here that knows anything. So you're going to do it. Yeah. He was like, what? Yes, you're going to produce this show. So then he was like, uh, all right, he hires Marty. Marty was the – that's how Marty – he was like, dude, I knew this guy. He was all in his racing. I knew Marty. I hired him. I'm like, you hired Marty? That's He's like, yes, hired Marty like forever ago, this, this, and this. I'm like, what the fuck? I didn't even know that. And then now – and that's why Marty Marty's so cool, man. He's a humble dude. He's great with his words. I think he has this unlimited talent to be able to ask the perfect question at the right time. He his his questions and the way this draws the picture to the it's just a beautiful way he tells stories. And so, like when he is just so he just feels so blessed and gracious every time he sees his name, him and McGee on like a jumbotron, like the Friday or something, or about to lead up to it. He's like, dude, you just don't know, Rome. Like like me and like this wasn't even supposed to happen, bro. We just like, I was, I was trying to walk away and then it was this and it's just, and now for us to have our own show and like, we don't have to listen to anybody and they love to have her, their show weird, bro. They love it. They just get more fired up. about Oh yeah. Weird's great. Weird's great, bro. They're all in. Weird's great. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like just the other week when John Daly said, um, I'm kind of drunk. I want to let you know right now I'm kind of drunk. Oh, my God. (laughs) The kick off the show, fucking hilarious. Had over like a million views. And it was the first three seconds of him being on the show. But it was so perfect because it's John Daly. And he had been drinking. Bro, not only that. He was smoking on our bus. We're like, bro, you, you can't smoke in here. Him and the homies, just John Daly in this thing. You're not even supposed to smoke on campus. Guess what? He's riding down a golf cart,
0: smoking heaters and a drink. I'm yes, like, this guy
1: is just one of a kind.
0: Yeah. I've told this, I've told my John <laughs> Daly story on the show before. I've I've have spent a night partying with John Daly, and uh, it's unlike many things you'll do in your life. <laughs> it is unlike many things you'll ever witness. Um, and it's awesome. And he's a great dude. He, dude, he's he awesome. The nicest guy. He, he complimented my golf swing. He thought it was a good swing. Nice, dude. Yeah. That's great. Good mm-hmm. for you, bro. That's sweet. Um, uh, who is it? Um, Are we going to do the Panthers? No, we're not going to do the Panthers. Oh, no, I, was to- to- I was reaching for a name. Because I want to shout,
1: shout out the Saints for, for that big comeback win down in Atlanta. Atlanta looked better than what everybody thought. Also, the Saints looked terrible early. But they oh, won the game.
0: Making excuses for the Saints now.
1: You know who I'm really rooting for? Detroit. You know they're
0: favored this week, too. I saw that. For the first time, what, like 22 games or something? They are favored. I saw that. I'm That's like, pretty dude, wild, right? I made a mistake. Was that of, Jacksonville? Who are they I, playing? Washington. I, I made the mistake of picking them to beat the Eagles in week one. So, you know. Yeah, that was on me. I, I would have stayed off that one. I, but I didn't. I took it. Dude, they're favored. I think they're by two and a half last time I saw. That's pretty crazy.
1: Oh, it's down to one and a half. Is it now? <laughs> it is down to one and a half. Will they hold on to the weekend? I don't know. I mean, that's pretty much a pick'em almost at this point.
0: Yeah. Well, so was that Browns Panthers game. <laughs> so was that Browns Panthers with like three and a half Cleveland to two and a half Panthers all the way back to a pick'em, and it was just like, all right, so here we go, and it damn sure was. I mean, it came down to two kick field goals in the last seventy-three seconds to decide the game. How great is Vegas, bro? So good. Like, how good are they, bro? So like, good. They just don't Much. really miss. I'll give you another one, right? Another early season line <laughs> that no, nobody had a great feel for. North Carolina, Georgia State last weekend. Spread was seven. Carolina won by seven. 35-28. Versus Georgia State?
1: Yeah. I would have figured
0: that's a, that's a low spread in North Carolina. Uh, nah, man. I mean, it's, they don't have a defense. Their defense is awful. They gave up 28 unanswered, I think. to Georgia. They went up 21-3 on Georgia State, and I think they gave up 28 unanswered. <laughs> Uh, if, I, if, I, if I remember right, Dang. then the offense took off and they got a couple stops. North late.
1: Carolina, they, I'm telling you, bro, they're fans or they're not going to make it. I was well, talking to a friend. Had, I'm like, dude, emotionally, these guys may not make it, bro.
0: Emotionally through the season. But, I mean, they it's should going be be to be way to too much, shouldn't now? they? We, we do this dance with North Carolina every couple of years. It seems it's like, hey, they might be really good. Then they win eight games or nine games, right? Yeah. But, uh, that's kind of what they've always done. They've never had a great defense. And I mean, outside of like the Lawrence Taylor years, or oh,
1: they were good with uh, Dre
0: Bly. Yeah, when Dre and those guys were there, because they, they had. That's uh, what I'm saying it was the only two
1: times oh I could remember gosh. Carolina having a great defense. Coach Torbush, who yeah. was the D coordinator, I yeah. believe. Yeah. When they were pretty good at North Carolina. Yeah. But and yeah. Um, I remember he was my D coordinator when I first got to Alabama. Oh, really? He never cursed. He just called everybody meathead, and he'd Did run he? in your face. Oh my God, it's the funniest thing that's ever. Amazing. He'd be in your face like like what they do in the movies, where he's like barking and their heads all going all over the place. And like da, 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 da. spits <laughs> flying everywhere. Like that is who he was, dude. He'd be like, Meathead. Meat hey, hey, da da da. da. This is just like going crazy. I'm like, dude, this guy's ballistic. <laughs>
0: oh, that's hilarious. And
1: but he would never curse. It was the most one of the most amazing, more talented things I'd ever seen from coaches. Like most coaches may they get that crazy, that fired up, they would say something. Yeah.
0: He never did. That's awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. He would do that, though. Well, yeah, but, like, they uh, – Vegas – yeah, Vegas is really, really good, man. Really good. So, that Panthers-Browns thing, like – so, I, again, I've been talking about it for two straight days. I took a lot of phone calls on this thing yesterday. Um, Panthers fans are so emotional right now. It's, it's wild. They're mad, though. And here's the thing. They've lost eight straight games going at back home. to last year. At home. Right. That's really they bad. A, they haven't won a home game in over a year. And
1: they're like, I mean, what are we coming for? I was at the game, Kyle, and, like, they're trying to get the crowd hype and stuff. I'm like, dude, it's not even hype in here, dog. Like, what kind of vibe are we trying to create right now? Yeah. That's what yeah. I would ask. What kind of vibe are we trying to create? Like,
0: it was like 60-40 Browns fans.
1: Uh, oh, they were in there. We were in a Brown suite. Everywhere. They were in there deep, dog. Yeah. They were in there deep. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but you got to understand, the Browns fans were ready for this game. The moment this game came out on the schedule and then
0: Baker got traded – like, dude, it couldn't have lined up better. Well, you know where I was. I was at the doghouse across the street where the party was, right? that's where, And all the visiting fans hear about the doghouse. Yeah. So we get more visiting fans sometimes than we get home fans. And we get a lot of Panthers fans too, but like – there were a shitload of Browns fans. Like I'm in the studio and I'm surrounded on all sides by a mob of people. And of course, the rain. Like we got like, the, oh not, yeah, it did rain the, uh, for a second. I think it did. I know, might be thinking of the right thing. Now I'll think it's some other time. But either way, like we're we're surrounded by a mob of people, right? But it was, and I thought the atmosphere was going to be interesting. And Panthers fans did get really loud when they needed to late in the game. But damn, man. There were a lot of Browns fans in that place. See, yeah, that
1: was- and Browns dominated the game early. They, that yeah. boy So is Carolina going to be able to stop the run, bro? If they can't uh, stop the run cuz Nikki Chubb and like was getting off Nick Chubb's attack. He is. Yeah, but it was really great blocking too. Like oh. he had holes. Like he wasn't just like making guys miss all in the backfield and stuff. He was getting to that second level. He was starting you know, before you got any contact, four yards, right. five yards. Like, next you know, breaks a tackle. Now it's 17 yards. It's one of those
0: things. So, what I noticed was, and I don't know how much you saw this, too, and I was wondering to see what you thought. Um, there are a lot of guys in position to make tackles. They just did tackle worth the shit. Yeah. Um, and a
1: lot of that is first-week stuff, you know? Yeah. You know, the biggest jump from week one to week two in the NFL is usually defenses. They usually play better right. after week two or well, going into week two defensively just because they learn who they are a little bit more. You get used to, you know, a little bit more communication and some real live bullets and also the tackling most importantly. Yeah. And so that's, that's, so a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a credible thing. I do know that, I mean, they covered well, their secondaries. No, I like their secondary. The secondary's got some talent. They just got to put it all together. I like what Steve Wilkes is building back there, but they got to dude. If they can't stop the run, if you don't make the team, a team pick the ball up, Kyle. They they just gonna keep running the rock. Absolutely, they're gonna punish you, right? Yeah. Especially when they got two dudes like Chubb and Hunt. Like and they, the, like and not. DBs don't want to tackle all day, Kyle. No, they we don't, don't get paid to tackle two hundred and twenty-five pound running no, backs. No. You
0: know, like, oh yeah, let me do it, coach. No, no. Well, here's the thing too. Like, you're not gonna run hey. into Chubb and Hunt every week. You're just not. Now you are now gonna go for twenty-two
1: show- carries for hundred and forty-one yards, yeah, six point four yards a 6. carry. 6.4. Four mm-hmm. Six and then, four. Uh, what did um, what did Cream Hunt have? He because he had a hell of a a D A M too. Well, he had a chunk too, but like he called he did a lot
0: out the backfield. Had a touchdown. Right, and the thing is, like that is as you just said a second ago. That I think when they're healthy, that's the best offensive line of the NFL. Yeah, they are really um, They're good. loaded. Jedrick Wills, Wyatt Teller, Joel Batonio, Jack Conklin. Like, they got dudes. Yeah, on that they offense. do. I mean, and they, they were moving cats. Yeah, they got real dudes on that offensive line. Yeah, he had uh, 46 yards on the ground. There you go. So, I mean, like, and, and so, like, I, you're not going to run into that every week. And I, and I said this a couple times already this week. No matter what you think about him, you know, if you hate Deshaun Watson's guts, if you don't care, whatever the case may be. When he's on that ro, when he's on the field, that's a Super Bowl roster. That is, I don't know, if they're the favorite. Yeah, Omari Cooper's there too. Omari did his thing too. Right, but when he's on the field, that's a Super Bowl roster. Mm-hmm. Like you got Garrett and Clowney on the other side. Like, oh my I'm- gosh, yeah, Weenie mentioned Garrett when he wanted to go Superman. All of a sudden, he got icky twice in a row. Oh, twice made
1: him look bad. Absolutely did. I mean, he made him look like a, a rookie for show. Yep, he that in you know what? You know what? You know uh, what's the guy that comes on you guys' radio station every now and then? Uh, the former offensive lineman. Uh, um, oh, Garcia. Yeah, yeah. So Jeff Garcia comes on, and he—I heard him this morning. I was taking the kids, or I was going somewhere. I, mean, I was driving back. Maybe it's, it wasn't today, or tomorrow, whatever this was. He was like, "I mean, Miles Garrett—he's just—you know—it's—it's it's a lot of Miles Garretts in the league." I'm like. That is the worst statement I've ever heard in my life. I'm sorry. You should be slapped okay. right now. Right. It is not a lot of Miles Garretts out there, okay? That dude. Like, what are you talking about? Miles Garrett. That's a Hall of Famer. It, this, not only that, have you seen him? Yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Have they seen him? If he stays healthy, he's a Hall of Famer. No question. He might be one already. He might be. And <laughs> so, this guy is a dunker. Have you seen him jump? Have you seen his workouts? This guy is a freak. He was built in a lab. Thank you. This guy's a freak of nature. <laughs> So, for him to say – I'm like, dude, you are – all right, it's other really good pass rushers. Say that comment. Don't say it's, it's other Miles Garrett's out there because that is the most illegitimate no. statement I've heard in a while. No, no, no. And I would call him out they about that. they got two that.
0: number one picks bookends on that, on that defensive They line. do. And Jadeveon's a monster too. And, and Jadeveon had nine sacks last year, and he's probably more useful now as a run stopper than he is as a pass rusher. Oh, he's always been a hell of a run stopper. Oh, yeah. That's just what he does. But, I mean, like he's still doing both. I mean, they knew – here's the thing too. And people, right now, as you said, there are a lot of emotional Carolina Panthers fans. They are it's a very strange fan base right now. Well, that's because everybody. they don't know if they like their coach. They don't know if they like anything right now. Well, they don't like their coach. A lot of them they, like, and who he? They aren't winning, so of course they don't like him right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, the only thing that's going to change their minds is winning. And that's so, it. but the thing is, that defense saw Baker Mayfield every day in practice for four years. That's true. So they knew they, they knew his cadences. They knew his tendencies. As I mean,
1: soon as he threw an interception, everybody in the, in the Cleveland suite was like, "Up." Oh, you're welcome, Caroline. This is what he did all the time. Right. This is what, which is not entirely fair.
0: No, it's get, not. But he also, you know what, man? Or he, I should say, indicative of what he will be, because no, not everybody else is going to know him that well.
1: Yeah, right. He and, did play well, though. Uh, down, he made, you know, that 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 rollout throw to Robbie Anderson was great. Sure. My only concern long term with Carolina with Baker at quarterback is, you still want to see Baker complete and and complete passes and run the offense within the pocket all the time. Right. I understand, uh, but I need the big plays in the pocket. I don't want all big plays off of scrambles, find the guy, throw it then. I want it within the pocket, moving the offense consistently. They got to find a way to do that if they want to win more long-term, especially when we get down the road to playoff caliber teams. If you want to be in that talk and that conversation, those are the things you got to see offensively. Also, Christian McCaffrey has to get to more touches. He has to be more involved with this offense. And um, and I'd like to try and see him. Are, are they going to try and run the ball some? I, I don't know. I feel like – I don't think they knew exactly what they were trying to do, and then they tried to mid-game switch a little bit sure. um,
0: offensively. And by then it just, you know, it, was too, it wasn't enough. So I, I was in the, press, the post-game press conference on Sunday, and I was, uh, I was front and center, front row center. There we go, KB. Did you ask a question? Oh, yeah. Like I wanted, as soon as Matt Rule got up, I was like, so what, what, was, what was the deal on the, uh, the final drive y'all had? Oh my I was God, like, because it, so it, it did look like you were playing for a field goal. Um, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, it was RPOs. Um, uh, I think that a bad snap on first down." And he's like, "Yeah, it was an RPO call. You know, Baker had the option to, you know, obviously throw around or give it to Christian and give it to Christian. We'll have to watch the tape, you know, so on and so forth." And there's a little more to it than that, but essentially, it was, you know, RPO. It was an RPO, and uh, Baker came up. He was it was ruled in Baker. I asked Baker the same question. I was like, "Hey, he just he was talking about was it was an RPO. Is that what?" And he was like, "Yeah, I got to go back and look at the tape." So like their their answer was it was an RPO. Seems to me though that like and I get it, you gotta throw the ball. But part of the reason you were even in that position was because you finally started giving the ball to Christian, right? (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like I'm with you. Like he's gotta get more touches, it's gotta be more consistent. Um, and you can't go away from your best player for too long, obviously. You know, and at the right time.
1: Look, man, give him some light work through the week, bro. Let him take off every Wednesday. Wednesday Wednesday, Wednesday he should never practice. He didn't today. All right, he should never practice on Wednesday. He's fine. Thursday let him get some reps do what you're going to do get some third down in and and keep it moving like one or two base plays if we're going to give him the ball just let him get his look his feel of it other than that when he's not involved in getting the ball don't put him out there don't do it in practice don't just let him he's fine yeah let him do it in the game and then also get him some third down reps Friday you do him a little bit and he's ready to go like the He's a pro at this point. Yeah. And he's playing for his own money, too. He knows that. Oh, yeah. He understands that. He understands how much is out there. So let this man go be a pro. But he has to be more involved that this Carolina team wants to be worth a flip. You,
0: you, you. One of the first things you said last season, I think, when you saw them in what preseason, was when you saw him in person, and it was like he's different. When, when yeah, you, I was at. No, I went to a Saints game. That's the first we game. Went to the Saints game. And you were like, like, he's different than everybody else. Oh man, and he just is. Yep. Right. So you do what you got to do, but like it's obvious. Also, that was also you, last year. So right. you know, Every running back changes just a little bit every year. For sure, but like it's still there that you see it. Where like he's still different than most of those dudes out there. Yes. So, you put the ball in his hands, good things are going to happen. He's hard to bring down. He's very, you know, intuitive with the football in his hands. He always has been. So, you know, you go to New York this weekend. And he takes care of the football. He, he does. He right. And they go to New York this weekend, right? Him and Saquon are the exact same position right now. They got to prove it this year, right? So, this might be the fastest football game in the history of time if they just run the football as much as I think they might. I think – and
1: so, right now, I like Brian Dayball as a, as a play caller. I do, too. I like him more. I loved him when he was at Alabama, I too. I thought they made a good hire. And look – I'm a Brian Dabo fan, so um, I, I'm I'm rooting for him. I mean, I don't care who wins the game, but I am rooting for him personally.
0: Well, I mean, coached at Alabama,
1: right? So. Yes, he did. That's where is, I first met him.
0: You know, and, and I say that as someone. I said I like the hire. I also like the Matt Rule hire. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I guess I told
1: the, you I didn't even judge Matt Rule in the first two years. The only problem I ever had with Matt Rule is that they didn't win a game in November and December. Yeah. I, that's I got, my only thing. And, so, but, and I'm like, that. that's kind of hard
0: to do, Kyle. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of hard to do. Right, it is. I agree with you. But, like, and I'm not out of now. But that's a stat right that jumps out at me. I I, th- I think last week was disappointing, but
1: I'm not mad at him yeah, for that. I thought it was way more important for Carolina to win that game than Cleveland. Um, Cleveland already had the built in excuse. I mean, we only have their quarterbacks. So. Right. But, like, but, <laughs> and it was their playing against Baker. So, and, Baker.
0: And let's be honest about it, too. Like, you didn't. You, you, and you're going to say this because you always do, and it's absolutely true. You never want to leave a game up to officials, but never. They got kind of screwed on that, like the last drive, both the roughing call against Brian Burns and not knowing the rule The roughing the call spike. was
1: early, right? Yeah. His hand looked like he hit him in the face mask.
0: No, it wasn't the hand. No, no, no. They're saying the helmet hit him. They're saying they, they, they got, it was helmet-to-helmet contact. But here's my problem with that. If, if, in fact, that did happen, and it does look like it might have, he's still engaged with the tackle when it happens. So it's not egregious. If he's literally still engaged with the tackle and he's using the tackle to also hit the quarterback at the same time, how could he be doing anything malicious or egregious that would validate a a roughing call? Hey, look, man. Even if they make contact. The way they protect these quarterbacks, bro, it's crazy. You can't even tackle them.
1: I saw one against Florida with the Kentucky game that was kind of crazy bad too. Right. Yeah, but, you know, I'm not here to say anything. The last thing, then we got to go. I know we got to go. So, KB, tell me this. Denver rolling out the kicker from sixty-four yards out. Oh yeah! When you pay your quarterback two hundred million dollars, one hundred and sixty something guaranteed. Uh, Yeah. On fourth and five. Yeah. Back at his home crib to kick the game off. You're not gonna put it in his hands. It's pretty wild. Instead, we're gonna roll his kicker out. Uh, My boy told me a stat today. Since the NFL merger, which was in the
0: early '70s, right?
1: You know how many 60-plus 60 yard, 60 yard field goals have been made in the NFL? Uh,
0: it's less than five or, or less than ten, right?
1: No, it's more than ten. Is Since 1970-something. Oh, no, uh, okay. 60-plus yards. So, not just like 65 and up. It's like 60-plus. Uh, okay. oh,
0: oh, okay. Um, I don't know.
1: 25, Kyle.
0: I was just to say 30. Okay.
1: 25. Only 25 kicks. Statistically saying, like, dude, you should definitely be sending your quarterback out here right everything now. Everything about that decision it, was bad. Everything. Mike. Everything. Everything. To me, that was the biggest, craziest call of the weekend. Um, and I just didn't – I was just shocked by it. And then
0: you just lose the game. And instead of going out, guns are blazing. Well, yeah. and But here's the thing. We all knew that was the wrong decision in real time. They seem to be the <laughs> – watching Peyton Manning, like, like demand a timeout on TV <laughs> was painful to watch. Shannon Sharp's just utterly confused. He's so like, mad. What are He's they so they mad. What are, they, what are they doing here? We're going to kick it? We're going to kick gonna call it? call a timeout? What are you doing? Like, Eli just looked dumbfounded. <laughs> like, that's kind of Eli's face.
1: That is. Um, that's, that's his resting right. face.
0: So, I mean, but the whole thing was crazy. And then Daniel Hackett, after the game, he was like, yeah, we, you know, we, we want to give ourselves a chance to win the game. And uh, I think we did the right thing. And uh, I, I think he opened it with something like, yeah, we had just taken a sack right there before. And everybody's was like, no, that's not what happened. You stood around for 30 seconds before. That's what happened. Like, and the thing is, why didn't Russ call the timeout too? the only dude on the field outside of the coach who would have the authority to, you know, it's Russ. It's like, hey, let's call a timeout, walk over. Let's hey, let's figure out what's going on here. And so Russ is kind of guilty here, too. Like, why didn't he take a timeout? Like, Russ should have been the one doing that, too. So but then after and then, of course, he wakes up the next morning. And Nathaniel Hackett is, you know, seeing the light. and He's like, yeah, we should have done the, to the other thing. We should have given it to our two hundred fifty six million dollar quarterback on fourth and five because that's what we paid for. So uh just disregard what i said last night um i mean it was you know it's a lot easier for us couch coaches to uh you know, <laughs> exactly. to make these decisions after. i fact. agree
1: monday monday morning is a lot easier yeah, bro. it
0: is and i acknowledge that but that's the fun of talking about these things too and like, i agree that's why i like that's why i brought it up you college. know so make your biggest mistakes if you know up front get them out of the way right just do that but you we're not going to end that conversation without talking about russell wilson getting booed in seattle either peyton manning didn't get booed when he went back to indianapolis Tom Brady didn't get booed when he went back to New England. And I that these are all different circumstances. I realize that. Yeah, he, he wanted to leave. asked for the yeah, trade. Yeah, he right? wanted so to leave. That, but, I mean, did you think that 80% of the damn stadium was going to boo him? Because I didn't think yeah, so. Yeah, man, that's the 12th man.
1: That's what they do, bro. That yeah. is the 12th man. Like, I, it you, doesn't I, shock me at all. If you do
0: it on the second trip back, I would get that. But the first trip back, the man won mm-hmm. a Super Bowl. They don't.
1: I don't think they really care. I, 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 you got to understand, I, I think Seattle – And this whole 12th man thing, I think they really think is real. Like they really. (laughs) Like Santa Claus? Yeah. To them, they are the 12th person on the field at all times. And so it is all about them. And that you left us. I've never heard this theory before. And that they don't need you. We are the 12th man. We're still here. We are still Seattle. Since I've been going out there and playing and never really winning games. Alright. And getting harassed by their fans all the time.
0: Really? Yes. So you have the, you believe that the twelfth man thinks they're more important than even the most important franchise player on the team.
1: Yes. Really? I do think that. I'm fascinated by it. I, I think they they believe it. That's
0: they awesome. believe it. The
1: boogeyman. Yes. They believe in the boogeyman. I've never been man. to a game in Seattle, so I don't, it's, it's crazy loud. Yeah. And the fans are really smart when they cheer. Like they're some of the smartest fans you'll ever be around. They, they're, they're not just ye- they're not just yelling to yell. They know when to yell. They get extremely loud at the right mom- moments. And they're all sitting around at coffee shops thinking about and this. And they're yeah, they're this. great fans. I give them a lot of credit, bro. And literally everybody in Seattle goes for the Seahawks. Everybody is a Seahawks fan. Yeah, they love the Hawks there, and they go hard for their team. The the city's just draining, bro, because it rains and it's.
0: I don't know how anybody lives out there. It does look depressing. Like, I want to go. It's one of the few cities in the U.S., big cities that I haven't visited. It's super nice. But I want to go, and I'm trying to get out there soon. But that's the thing. I know about it. I've seen it. And it's like, man, how does that not get depressing? But, like, (laughs) seriously, that man came back for his first visit. I'm not shocked at all, Kyle. And not only that, Richard Sherman's dancing on his grave after the fact. Doug Baldwin's tweeting out some shit. Like, I mean, yeah, because
1: he do- chose to leave. All those got booted. All those guys. No, it's more
0: than just that. Like you've there, there's it goes was, back.
1: And they also not does everybody believe? You know, Russ also. You know, the Let's Ride thing and That's the, the corniest shit of all. Time. But that's Russ. I know. I know. I get it. You. I mean, it's not like you're saying like Russell Wilson got so much swag, bro. You've never <laughs> heard that. Never heard that. Has anybody ever heard that? It's the complete opposite. Yeah, it's like it's the complete opposite. Nobody's ever said that, Kyle. So uh, that's funny. you can't be – all of that happens when this happens. And guys can't pile on now. It's part of it. But Russell still win. I thought he th- – I mean –
0: Oh, he played fine.
1: Yeah, it was. he didn't play great. But I would have loved to have seen him try to win that game. That's all I'm saying. As they a football, fumbled twice inside the one yard line, like that's
0: yeah, people, all of that people happened. Talk about the the field goal and Nathaniel Hackett and shit. Like they fumbled twice inside the one yard line. So like that's the story. It should have
1: came down to that. And I just and as a football fan, a purist that like I am, I would love to have seen him try to win that game and him go out guns a blazing, either being stopped, hushing the crowd, or you know, and Rush knowing who he was, he probably would have won the game and then thanked him.
0: Mm-mm-mm. all right we got to roll we got to roll it's getting late this was good it's event session good job I'm out glad well. you got that out me too I, I, we're, we're like in the middle stretch of the offensive line numbers we got 64 coming up next that's
1: all right I like talking about
0: offensive no, line you that's don't. why that's
1: why Kentucky got all mad because I was talking about their offensive oh, line
0: real quick how about Mark Stoops passing Bear Bryant as the winningest coach in Kentucky history?
1: congratulations to him I don't even know how long Bear Bryant was even there Most Um, people don't. (laughs) So um, it's still – anytime you're recognized with greats, um, it's always a good place to be, and he deserves that. He's built this program. They're one of the more consistent teams in the the hardest uh, conference.
0: They used to be an automatic W on everybody's schedule.
1: And so, you know, it's really good to kind of recognize that and also um, talk about those that actually accomplish great things. And he's built up a program where traditionally they are a basketball school. And now you're able to argue the fact that I mean they've won more consistently the last five years than the basketball program has. No question. No question. uh, Shout out to Mark Stoops in that. I still have my opinion about the offensive line not being that good, and they did they did look soft the first game. And they just ran the ball better. You got
0: to get that shot in there as we go.
1: I thought they were more mentally
0: tough versus Florida. I hope so. I'm not gonna,
1: dude. I have my opinion. I have a back it up. I don't just like throw stuff out there. You do watch tape. Yeah, I'm like, I, I don't just make stuff up. I mean, tape. it's a. why do you think they didn't start the same
0: offensive line? Because uh, they agree know. with me? So, no. No. Let, let's debate this next time. How about that?